This is Lana van Tolberg for Biz News. In a first for South Africa's national and provincial elections, overseas voters can now register online. This weekend, they also have the opportunity to register in person at diplomatic missions. And we are joined by the Independent Chief Electoral Officer, Sai Mamabolai, to provide us some insights on how this is going and what voters overseas would need this weekend. Hi, Mr. Mamabolo. Hi, Linda. Uh, uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to be talking to your viewers. Thank you. Um, so this weekend, um, what's going to happen and what do people need overseas when they're abroad to go and register? This is a very important uh, weekend for South African citizens who are living outside of the country. They have an opportunity to register to be placed on the voters' roll. And um, such placement will allow them to vote on election day uh, when uh, the election is eventually proclaimed. So they do need a South African identity document as well as a passport. And once they they are registered, as I say, um, when election time comes, they can then exercise their right to vote, which is conferred to them by our constitution, section 19, to be in part- uh, to be uh, precise. You um, also announced that at three embassies or three diplomatic missions that people will not be able to vote in person. Can you just give us a bit of details on that? Yes, we, we are delivering this project in partnership with uh, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, DECO, who have now indicated to us that in three countries, uh, the missions are not operational. There is Israel, Tel Aviv, uh, Sudan, and uh, Ukraine. Um, And the reasons that they provided is the fact that there are currently uh, security situations that make it impossible for them to operate in those missions. And people in those countries, we still urge them to register because it may well be that by the time elections come, the uh, conflict uh, situations are resolved and we are able to open and offer them the electoral service. Um, But they won't be able to eventually vote online. That's not available for any South Africans. Indeed, at the moment, um, voting online is not available for anybody. Uh, It's something that we are looking into for the future, because um, technology is the way things are going, and we have to take advantage of advances in technological innovations, um, uh, even as an electoral commission. Can we just look at some figures? So how many expats, or some people call them wandering springboks, are there you know, people who might want to register abroad? Well, the... Statistics South Africa give us an indication that there's approximately 2 million people, uh, 2 million South Africans living outside of the country. However, we're we offering this service online and we're ever offering the service uh, physically at the missions. And we are taking out a message out there to ensure that South Africans really come and take advantage of the facilities available to them. So we'll see after the weekend how many people would hit this message. Yeah, because I think only about 19,000 people voted abroad in 2019. So are you hoping it's going to be many more this time because it's so much easier? 
We're hoping it's going to be much more on this occasion, precisely because the registration service, at least, um, has been made a lot easier than was the case then in 2019. Um, and the, the DA has put pressure on you, and they even talked about going to court for extra voting stations, not only at diplomatic missions, but other places. Um, it, it, would that be possible to add extra voting stations overseas? It won't be possible without a legislative amendment um, uh, because the law, which is the Electoral Act, Section 33 in particular, limits the uh, voting facilities to diplomatic missions. Uh, now, the IC has no discretion to go outside the letter of the law. Were the law to be changed, by all means, the IC will pull all stops to make it happen. But we are not able to outside of the injunction of the law. So so you've got this massive drive now to get voters registered. Um, are you worried about the fact that young people have not voted or have not registered for previous elections? What are you doing to encourage them to vote in this election? We didn't quite a lot uh, uh, with the young persons. Um, we are in schools um, through our um, Schools Democracy Week, where we spend a week in, in schools engaging with young people, um, registering them to the extent that they have IDs and so on. We are also in all TVET colleges and universities of technology, as well as traditional universities, engaging with young people on an annual basis. But we are also on social media because that's really uh, the platform that young people use um, in the course of their daily, daily lives. So we are all over social media, engaging young people, advertising them, and so on. And in fact, I think it's important that we say that in the last registration weekend we had in November, uh, a whopping 78% of new registrations were young people. And it is our hope that that trend continues over this weekend for young people who are outside of the Republic, but also it continues even for the second registration weekend, which is scheduled for the 3rd and 4th of February. You talked about social media now. Can you tell us about the measures that the IEC has taken to make sure that disinformation and propaganda on social media is not a serious problem in this election? We're trying our best. It's a very difficult um, area to work with because, first of all, you need whatever process uh, or um, mechanism you put in place must be human rights-based. In other words, it must respect the freedom of expression of citizens. But that said, um, we've linked up with uh, social media platforms themselves, Meta, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and so on, and we've signed a, 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 a cooperation framework. And that cooperation framework works on the basis of reports that are made um, relating to instances of disinformation or misinformation. Those will be looked at within uh, 45 minutes by a, a, a three-member panel of experts who will then say, in, their, in our view, 
this is purely robust electioneering or whether this is disinformation uh, and so on. And on the basis of those, of the recommendation from the third panel, uh, from the uh, panel, um, they may make a recommendation for a takedown or for a warning to be issued uh, and so on. And the, we will then, on that basis, engage with the platform. So that's the the infrastructure that we've created to deal with disinformation, which, if not dealt with, could result um, in the electoral process uh, being brought uh, into disrepute. And where do people report if they think there's been cases of this? They report on um, real 411 org, which is hosted by MMA, which is our partner. And as I say, the intention really is because speed is of the essence. For the committee within 45 minutes, look at it, make a recommendation, engage with the, the platform for a takedown or a warning to be issued uh, or something there too similar. Does this include X or Twitter? X has been a bit difficult. Uh, uh, I think we must say the uh, they've not um, come to the party. They've not signed the cooperation framework, but we have not stopped reaching out to them because we do think that they're an important player and they need to be brought into the auspices of the framework. Mr. Mamavola, the IEC is known for running the elections really well in South Africa, but you've got serious challenges this time with the independent candidates. You might have a very long ballot paper. Um, how are you are you making progress in handling this election? No, it's uh, it, there are a number of un, un, uncertainties at the moment, but we are preparing on the basis of the worst possible scenario. For instance, we think that if we have participants going beyond 48 uh, on any ballot configuration, then we will probably use a dual column ballot. Now, we've not used that before. Yeah. But if the number of contestants on any ballot configuration go beyond 96, we will we may have to use a, a, a two-page ballot. And so, again, we've never had to, to use that. But We've prepared the capacity, the printing capacity, working together with the secure printing industry in the country to ensure that should those permutations um, materialize, then we have the capacity to do it within the limited timeframes that we do. Um, and what about some of the more contentious issues like would ex-president, former president Zuma, would he be able to be, be a presidential candidate? Has that now been ruled out by the IEC? No, the matter has not come formally before the IEC. And the reason it has not come formally before the IEC is because candidate nomination has, has not opened. So all the IEC can do is to indicate what the constitutional provisions are without dealing with the merits of a particular case. And as you and I would know, in terms of Section 47 of the Constitution, if you've been sentenced to more than 12 months in prison without an option of a fine, and where you had served the sentence, if five years has not elapsed since you completed your sentence, such a person cannot hold office in a 
elected a body such as the National Assembly or a provincial legislature. So that's the constitutional provisions. And the IC has to comply with those. Uh, it's not a matter of the IC making a determination. It's a constitutional reality and not uh, an IEC determination. So are there some court cases that would still happen that could delay the, the, the process? In other words, like I'm going to ACs where registration for the elections ha- is going to be contested by the ANC. Yes, the ANC has uh, taken the decision of the Commission on Review in respect of the registration of Mkunto Siswe. The matter is before the uh, Electoral Court, and we hope that the court will, in the not-too-distant future, issue its order on the matter, and uh, hopefully everybody accepts the outcome and we we move into the election phase. So can we look at the time scale? So if the president announces at Sono, that's what people are expecting, what the planned date would be, would the IEC be ready? No, the IEC will be ready uh, because we started preparing for this election about 18 months ago. So we have to be ready for an election at the earliest constitutional possibility. And that's what uh, we've been doing. And we, we, we will be ready for any eventuality in respect of when the election is called for. He won't ask the government for a postponement because of some of the difficulties? No, certainly not. Um, the court has already told us, the constitutional court that is, that um, you can't postpone an election beyond what is uh, permissible in terms of the constitution. So we, we, we're not entertaining that thought. Whenever the election is called for, we will be in a position to deliver that election. So are you telling people go and register because it might be announced and it's going to be somewhere between May and what is it, the 8th of August? It certainly is going to be between uh, May and uh, the middle of August. So take advantage of the opportunities created for you to register uh, because once the election date is proclaimed, you may not enroll to be on the voters' roll. So um, really take this opportunity serious because it might just be too late. And um, just quickly, uh, a recap of what South Africans need overseas. They need their passport and they need their ID books to, to register um, for the election, either in person or online. Yes, indeed. Uh, both channels of registration do require uh, a South African citizen who's registering abroad to produce an ID book as well as a, a passport. Mr. Sai Mamabola, thank you so much for speaking to us. I think um, we should tell all South Africans go and vote because that's the only way you can make a difference. Indeed. Um, you, that, as we say, it's your democracy. Own it. And you own it by participating in the election and shaping the future direction of the country. We're inviting all, all South Africans abroad. They have the same rights as we do uh, because they are all conferred in terms of the constitution. Uh, do it online if you have access for, for that purpose or come to the mission over the two days, uh, either tomorrow or Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. Mr. Mamavola, thank you so much for speaking to us. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.